bitch is bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Erica. And I'm Amy. And uh, we're changing things up. We're throwing a curveball. Instead of having a misogynist of the week, we're going to do this week in misogyny because honestly, we just couldn't pick one. No. Um, So not only is Black History Month off to a fucking wild start. Rollicking. (laughs) um, (laughs) It's also, you know, full of its typical misogyny. So uh, we're going to we're going to do some of that. So first up, um, we've got some reports here that uh, some prime minister's office staffers might be a little misogynist. Oh, good. More staffers. Cool. So uh, the former attorney general slash uh, minister of justice in Canada, Jody Wilson-Raybould, um, was demoted earlier this year. And uh, she is kind of caught in the middle of a scandal where sources are saying that attempts were made by the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to have her quash an investigation into SNC-Lavalin. So now there are reports that um, anonymous, of course, Prime Minister uh, staffers from the Prime Minister's office are trying to spin the story in a way that makes Ra- Wilson-Raybould look bad by calling her difficult, narcissistic, and scheming. Classic word choices. Cool. Really some of the top favorite ways to admonish women well if it were up to me the pmo would be our misogynist of the week so i mean i i'm very happy i wasn't successful at that interview because <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't like i couldn't go to work like doing this you know yeah they're pulling out all the old tropes so i mean it's pretty uh it's like it's not even they're not even trying to hide it no and yeah, like difficult women. Come on. This is like the like it's like And like whether or not any of that is remotely true, the way that they've handled this whole situation like makes it so suspect. Yeah. Yeah, because it's now but like four or five days later. Now I definitely think they're hiding something. Of Absolutely. course. I mean Of course. It's like I mean I kinda knew, but now I definitely know. Yeah, like this is like not even this is definitely not A level. This is not even B level like communications. This is This is what you have PR for. Yeah. And how they've bungled up this how they've bungled this whole thing, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And all all she has to do is just do her job. That's literally all she has to do. I mean, we could sit here and speculate about whatever, but to me, to me, she got sidelined because she was too, here we go, opinionated. Mm, you mean she had principles? And an opinion. Mm. And apparently the temerity, how dare she, to speak her mind. Mm. And she's already, she was already talking about the government's treatment of indigenous or, or indigenous peoples. And so... For them to shuffle her out of a, uh, uh, a portfolio that she was, I would assume, doing well enough at, um, really ha- get, leaves me some questions with uh, PMO. Because, number one, it's obvious to me that PMO and 
the larger cabinet is not a place where you can actually express your views. Mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. if you, I understand party loyalty and not expressing the views publicly. Fine, whatever. I have issues with that, but mm-hmm. I understand that that's our tradition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. However, the fact that she can't even express them within the, the confines of her own party says a lot about the window dressing that PO was PMO was doing when mm-hmm. it comes to her. Mm-hmm. And this window dressing, and this is the difference between diversity and representation. Diversity is where you have people who look differently from you, but just but just, you know, they they walk, they they uphold the status quo Mm -hmm. representation is sounds more like what she was doing which was like uh you may want to clean up how you treat indigenous people because this is something you actually ran on and it's it doesn't look good for you i'm sure she didn't say it in those ways but the pm's a big boy i think he could take some real talk and here's my other problem the fact that real talk comes from a woman it makes people icky in this country and, and when I say real talk, remember how we had that discussion where it's like, can we have an, an AOC in Canada? Can mm-hmm. we have a Michelle Obama in Canada? Can we have a woman of color speaking truth to power in Canada? This just shows that we ain't ready. We ain't about that life. So wondering why women end up at the shorter end of the, the scale or the stick or whatever shouldn't be surprising because the top leadership in this country has told us that we can't, that we should just sit down, shut the fuck up, take the crumbs that they give us and be okay with it. Fuck that. Yeah, I was saying on the radio the other day uh, on 1310 about the situation that it'll be interesting to see what happens following our upcoming election because presumably she's going to win her seat back. And uh, so you, it's really difficult for, and should the liberals, you know, win the election again and be able to form government, it'll be interesting to see um, what kind of position she gets in cabinet because it is a very awkward situation for him to have, this attorney general or this justice minister then demote them to veterans and then all of a sudden have them not in cabinet, particularly as an indigenous woman. It's going to be a very, very, very difficult situation. And I think that uh, he is going to have her around in cabinet for a while or face like some very, very angry indigenous people and representatives and organizations. And the thing about it is when he came out that he was a feminist, I remember thinking, I hope you can back that shit up because that's the other thing is that it's within the context of him being so multicultural and so about togetherness and so about this, that and the other. And if you're going to take on those values, you better fucking live them. There is no room to to have this kind of 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 PR nightmare which is eventually what it what it will become. It is a PR nightmare. And the fact is, is that this is a man who positioned himself a certain way and it's obvious he cannot live up to it. Period. But we know this. Anyway, she's my new hero. Okay. And shout out to mom for bringing this to my attention. <laughs> um, our second, is, second misogynist for this week is uh, Faith Goldie 
the failed Toronto mayoral candidate, formal re- former rebel media reporter, white supremacist, and anti-Semite. And she believes that quote-unquote woman face is a thing, which uh, I guess is when someone uses makeup and contouring to make them look more feminine. Yes, this was her retort around uh, debunking uh, the idea of blackface being offensive. Why should people be offended by blackface? Isn't women face offensive? And then like posts a photo of, uh, you know, a male queer like makeup artist wearing like, you know, showing off how to do eyeshadow. It's like a beautifully stunning post, which like has led me down a great rabbit hole. Where he got that glow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just like, first of all. This idea that like conservatives are always like trying to twist ideas of like one form of discrimination and be like, oh, but actually you're discriminating this this person. It's like use your brain for one second. But also like because woman face is makeup, maybe she should go take a look at like Alicia Keys. Like women's faces are not just makeup. Hot tip. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the historical gender appropriation slash you know, misogyny behind that? Crickets? Okay. And uh, finally, we're ending on a strong note here. Uh, Woody Allen, classic misogynist, is suing Amazon for $68 million in damages for pulling his latest movie from distribution. The movie, A Rainy Day in New York, classic, is about a middle-aged man played by Jude Law, who has sex with much younger women, including his so-called concubine, played by Elle Fanning, who is all of 15. Is this a remake of Manhattan? Because I feel like he's done this one before. Hasn't he done this many times? <laughs> Isn't this a stick? Isn't this statutory rape? I think he owes Amazon $68 million for pawning off a rehashed idea to them. Yeah, like what's the idea here? Like what's revolutionary? What's art? But that's what I find really frustrating too about all the actors who after the, like had trot this movie last year and I guess Me Too happened and they were all like, oh no, Timothy Chalamet and like Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall pretending like she did not work on Vicky Cristina Barcelona and has not does not know Woody Allen was like, oh, I will give my paycheck back uh, to charities that deal with women. And you're like, but you definitely knew better. I know, but Don't- that movie is so good. Hmm? I love Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Oh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona is a thousand percent a great movie. Same. But... She definitely like mm. knew what was up. Sure, she did not like just like wake up to the fact that Woody Allen's a skis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, how could you miss that? But good on Amazon for uh, finally not distributing this movie. Finally seeing the light. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they pulled it. I think late last year, and I think the lawsuit's just being now filed or something. So great uh, call. Yeah, but uh, Jude Law, very upset that people aren't going to get to see the movie because who the fuck knows what sort of art people are missing of some middle-aged man fucking 15-year-olds. Oh, my God. Well, you know, I hope one day we could get copies of this movie and that Louis C.K. one where he also fucks a child. We can, like, have a mass burning because that'd be pretty cathartic. I'm just... just (laughs) Erica's face. (laughs) 
It's repulsive, I know. I, it's just like... It's like these people are literally peddling kitty porn as art and like pretending like, you know, it's a n- novel concept. Like, it's we not. were all forced to like, you know, be exposed to Lolita and Lolita complexes. Like, it's cool. Like, this this has been rehashed. It's been done so many times. Yeah. I don't I don't see what fresh perspective there is. I mean... I mean, the only fresh perspective would be that, like, the 15-year-old, like, turns around and kills him. Like, great. Oh. Would watch. I would watch that. Netflix would pay for that shit tomorrow. I'm surprised people aren't doing it in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> cool. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, you know what would be really surprising, too? If if Woody Allen wasn't allowed to make any more movies, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we might be close to that, but also not that close. I mean... We're closer. We're close to him being on death's door, so... Just, yeah, he's know, like a million any, years old. Any day now would be great, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> too far? How's that too far? Listen, we talked about murder. We talked about Woody Allen. Please die Look, now. You know... I get it. It's hard for yeah. It's it's tough out there to talk about these things. It's hard you out there know? For and then pimp. you've got Rob Blow saying that we're killing humor. You know, I think we're bringing it. So you know what? Let's just. How about we just make fun of just pure white guys all the time? Maybe um, white men shouldn't decide what's funny. Ooh, controversial. Ooh, ooh. ooh. Mm. I'm white mm. and I know better. We should put that mm. on a t-shirt. <laughs> Not that one, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if I wore that t-shirt down the street? I'm good. white and I know better. Yeah. I would love to see people's reactions. <laughs> I, I really not wear would. that t-shirt. It would not go well. Don't do it. It'd be terrible. Do not recommend. <laughs> anyway, um, so those are our misogynists for the week. So uh, send us your misogynist for next week. Jody for liberal leader. We will. Let's not go too Let's, far. Now uh, <laughs> you're claiming solicitor client privilege and shit. Listen. Put Trudeau in front of the ethics committee. I have no opinion on this matter. Oh, that's right. And I shouldn't have one either after another week. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a false reading of what your obligations are. I know. Are. I'm... Sure. I'm I'm I don't spread that apathy around Ottawa. That's why people are afraid to participate in conversations. Have you listened to me? I'm not short of any opinion. I'm just saying just on top. Maybe we'll do like a bonus pod where I explain people to people their rights as public servants to have political opinions. You know what? I think that is a wonderful idea. <laughs> it's not That's a bad a great idea. idea. That is a great cool, idea. Sweet. Cool. We should then we can give it to like the Canada School of Public Service and they can distribute it. <laughs> oh yeah, don't read their materials. They're total like they're total BS. It's mm. not at all what the law says. They mm-hmm. just fear monger you. Mm-hmm. Hot tip. Anyway, send us your misogynist of the week. I am so interested in this right now. I'm sorry. I just I just got I was like Great. Let's park that discussion for later. <laughs> I'm like this. So uh, you can send us your misogynist of the week on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy on Instagram by direct message at bad and bitchy pod on facebook slash bad and be podcast send us a message or you can just email us bad and be pod at gmail.com bye, bye. bye.